0: DoorDash is your door to more. Must be over 21 to order alcohol. Alcohol available only in select markets. DoorDash, your door to more. Download the DoorDash app now to get almost anything delivered.
1: I used to joke with my girlfriend. You know, all the time we used to watch the Oscars. It was like, I'm going to wear a ball gown to the Oscars. I'm going to wear a gown. I'm going to wear a gown. Fuck it. I'm going to wear, you know, like just playing, you know, not really, you know, like just playing. And then I got this opportunity. I was like, I think I might need to wear a dress to the Oscars. Like, I think this might be the time. You know, I have the the kinky boots history. Mm -hmm. I'm already on Pose. Mm -hmm. Like. Everything that I'm doing supports a decision like that.
0: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, it fits the brand. It
1: fits the brand. Mm -hmm. And the only one who would be able to make it would be Christian. And I. he had an after party. I went over to that after party. I got on the dance floor with him. I was like, "Um, listen, girl, they just called me to host the red carpet at the Oscars, and I want to wear a ball gown. And he literally fell in my arms. He was like, what? I'm like, yeah. He's like, call the office on Monday. I said, we only got two weeks. He's like, call the office. And that's what happened. Wow. Changed my life forever.
0: Billy Porter is amazing. He's an actor, singer, activist who's rocked Broadway and won a Grammy and a Tony for his role in Kinky Boots. He's currently a star on the amazing FX show Pose, which takes us into the subworld of New York's gay ball scene in the 80s and 90s. Pose recently returned for season two. It is so captivating. I've watched every episode. So I had to talk to Billy about everything. It's the Billy Porter y'all on Tour a show. The show is extraordinary. Thank you. I was sucked in and couldn't turn away and there it, it, it's a world that I know personally nothing about, really. So I was thrilled oh, to be awesome. to be brought in mm-hmm. and to learn and when you have the kiss at the end of the first season, it is so powerful mm. and it's like three different moments in one, you know, cause at first you're kind of like, Whoa, I don't know if I'm ready. And then you're like, I actually let myself like this. And now I really like this. Yeah. And it was, <clears throat> a- a- it was extraordinary.
1: Oh, thank you so much. Talk
0: about just that moment. Well,
1: it's interesting that that's the first thing you bring up, you know, I've been in the business for 30 years. I have never kissed anyone. I've never been the object of anybody's affection in anything. And that comes from this idea of gay people are fine in particular spaces everybody's comfortable with the best friend Mm -hmm. everybody's comfortable with the flamboyant side piece. Everybody's comfortable with, you know, the one to revile and hate or the one on the down low or, you know, like there are many different spaces that the queer archetype can exist in. Very rarely do we see them. Do we see us? Um, in these romantic spaces. Right. You know, very often our dicks are cut off. Yes. Um, and so there's that. Then there's, so the, it's interesting that you saw three different things. So there's that part of, thank you for not cutting my dick off, Ryan Murphy, and Stephen Canals, and Our Lady J, and Janet Mock. Thank you for not cutting my dick off. The other thing was, can we cuss on this thing? Come with Okay, it. so the other thing is. Growing up and coming out in the eighties, right? I went to Carnegie Mellon University, got a BFA in drama. The entire time they were saying to me, you're a leading man, you're a leading man, you're a leading man. And I'm looking at myself going, to whom? Mm. To who? Like the archetype that exists, the three, the only three we got, in 1986, 87, James Earl Jones, the Patriarch, Denzel Washington, the sex symbol, and Eddie Murphy, the genius clown. All of whom are straight, some of whom are violently straight.
0: Mm-hmm. 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 Mm-hmm.
1: Violently homophobic, right? Where am I gonna fit? I'm never gonna work because what you're saying to me in this acting class, in the first breath, you say, "Oh, you have to be who you are. You have to be authentic. You have to that that's the only way you can be a great actor." And then you turn to the group of gay boys in the room, except you faggots over there. Right. You're gonna have to fix yourself if you're ever gonna work. Something's wrong with you, and you're gonna have to fix it. So this is what I come into the world with, and it's true. It's like I can't fault them for never having seen what I look like. They didn't have an archetype for that. I am the archetype. Like, I never even thought of it that way. We didn't have the internet at that point. Nope. You know, we didn't have social media at that point. It has changed so drastically, the intention. You know, everybody knows they're supposed to do it themselves now.
0: Right, (laughs) right.
1: That's how you're brought up. Right. We weren't brought up like that. I mean, just even
0: acting in general. Yeah. Kissing is generally a single emotion. Yeah. I am thrilled to be kissing this person. Right. Move on. Right. right. And that that the moment of kissing had so many layers. So
1: many layers. And
0: and me. moments and beats within these two men are kissing and there's three different moments within. I thought that was really powerful.
1: And it was the and it was also and I, and I, and I related to this because it was also finally the acceptance of myself as a leading man. Mm. I had just had a conversation a couple of weeks prior with Ryan Murphy because I had heard that they were pushing me in the lead actor category. I'm like, I'm supporting. I'm a supporting character. He's like, you're the lead. I'm like, I'm supporting. He said, you may feel like you're a supporting character because we added you later.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: You were brought into the process later we developed your character based on you this character didn't exist until you walked into the room so we had already worked on scripts we had already worked on the story without you halfway into the season you are one of the sons
0: around which this revolves
1: yes but they had to get me into that space Mm -hmm. so that it could so they had to sort of like pepper me in so if you notice in the first like three episodes last year i'm I'm tertiary. I'm on the outside. And then they found a place for me to come in and, you know, so I was like, but I'm, but you know, it's like, Blanca, it's the ladies I'm supporting. He's like, you're the lead. You're our leading man. You are black. You are gay. You are out. And the world needs to see what that looks like. That's what we're doing. Yes. So, okay. You know, and then the next week I get a scene where I'm kissing on some boy who's half my age. He walked in. I was like, young man, <laughs> young man, what is your age? <laughs> He's like, what do you mean? I was like, "What? how old are you? Because, <laughs> you know, black don't crack and I don't look like what I've been through, but I'm going to be 50 in September. Okay. You know, so it's like, that's also another thing. For It's like, not only am I now having romantic relationships, I'm having them with People have With my age. children half my age because how old was he? He was 26. Baby, half my age because this didn't exist for me when I was that age, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it wasn't an option for me when I was that age, <clears throat> you know. So,
0: all the moments when you are. At the ball, at the (laughs) mic, you are giving me life. I love those. And the category is judges your scores. (laughs) Oh my God, all of those, you're just killing
1: me. So much fun, so much fun. You know, it's my whole life. I mean, you know, my whole life has been, I've been sort of like this clown this kind of gay, flamboyant clown thing. And I and I was always uncomfortable with that because there were no human dimensions to it. Mm. It was just about being the clown. And what I love about this is that you get to see the fabulous, mm-hmm. but then you get to go into The The real real. life, the at what cost part, I I always say. George Mm -hmm. Wolf talks about that a lot. George C. Wolf talks about that. At what cost, right? Because here I am entertaining you, but I can't pee in the same bathroom. Right, right. I can't sit at the same table as you, but you're going to pay money to come see me perform. It's the same idea as what those people went through. It's the same thing. It's like, you can come and entertain us. But a human story about you, you're not human. Right. I don't like that. I don't like that. So I'm I'm.
0: <laughs> I want to deal with two moments from the show that I love. Uh your pray tells, continued dogging of candy <laughs> is so hysterical. <laughs> yeah. Whatever candy does, she's got category dyslexia. Listen, but he, g- Listen, but but he gives mess.
1: her. Her props when she walks in the category that she's right for.
0: Yes. The one face. time. The one time. She's
1: face. <laughs> Your face, bitch.
0: Don't. You have fun with that. I love. We love each other. We love time. each other so much.
1: When she throws the baguette <laughs> <She> at you. <laughs> throw it
0: shit. I you. thought she was good at that. You're like, <laughs> what is this? Hee haw. <laughs> but that moment becomes really powerful. First episode yes. of season two. And we start to see. The roots of the political rage yeah. that would be the gay community fighting back. Yeah. But before we get to that, yes. you serve it on Electra, who is the other major ego point. Like there's you and there's her. Yeah. Are the two big, fierce ego mm-hmm. people in the mm-hmm. whole piece. Mm-hmm. And you serve it on her yeah. hard and yeah. beautiful. And talk about that scene because that is one of the epic
1: scenes. Well, you know. I came out in 85, like I said, and we went straight to the front lines to fight for our lives. It was the middle of the AIDS crisis. There was, do not pass go, don't collect nothing. You better fight or you're gonna die. And even if you fight, you still may die. So like, that's what, that's what it was. It was terrifying. Um, It was isolating. It was alienating. It was devastating. You know, by the time I was 21, I had lost more friends than my grandmother had.
0: Do you know how many funerals you went to? No,
1: I don't. I stopped counting. At what number? I I just, I stopped. I don't even remember. Because it
0: was so powerful when Pratel Tell and, and Sandra Bernhardt are like, yeah, I've been to 450. Yeah, I've been to 210. And I'm yeah. like,
1: wow. Yeah. They're walking
0: around like knowing these For numbers. For real. Like,
1: wow. For real. Like, that's what it was. You know, so anybody who stood by and lived in denial were our enemies. Mm. You had to join the fight or you were with them.
0: Silence equals death.
1: Silence equals death. Like, what? You know, it doesn't take much, even just a little bit. I asked you to come. I asked you to come a half hour, bitch. Really? It just, it's like, it's like the same conversation that I have with people who don't vote, Mm -hmm. who didn't vote. Mm -hmm. You know people died for your right to do that, right? But then you wanna complain later when Orangina is in the White House. You didn't vote. (laughs) (laughs) You wasn't there.
0: So the the rage of the community to fight back was
1: so powerful. Yeah.
0: And it really did change America. It changed it. I remember those early days of AIDS, the fear, the denial, the finger pointing, the hatred. And there was this mass movement throughout the country. People did different things. Yeah, Some people were act up. Some yeah. people were just coming out to their families and that was the activism totally. that they needed. Absolutely. And it has made such a massive difference.
1: Yeah. And I think what's so brilliant about this show in this time is that, you know that saying, those who don't know their history are doomed to repeat it. Mm-hmm. I think that we fall into wanting to make it better for our children than we had it. Mm. And I love that idea, but so often in the doing of that, we forget about the history. We forget to teach the history. We forget to teach common adult skills. We forget to teach, you know, we forget to teach the lessons that I had to learn because I didn't have any other choice. Mm. you know i didn't have no money we didn't have no money so i had to go to work to work period you know mom and daddy wasn't picking me up from nowhere and taking me to nowhere i was on the bus yeah i knew how to do that you know like adulting skills wash your own fucking clothes like it's that it's literally adults that simple when
0: at 12 at 10 i had to be an adult at 10
1: i had to be an adult but that's based on some other shit you know, some other trauma in my life that required me to be an adult early. But I'm just talking about regular old basic skills. It's like, they don't know. They don't know what happened. You know, they don't know what happened. I just love the fact that Pose gets to remind the world. I always thought, having survivor's guilt, losing all those friends, what am I here for? What's my purpose? What am I here for? And this show shows up. It's Mm. like, oh. Mm. I'm here to tell the story.
0: Mm.
1: I'm here to be the vessel to tell the story, you know, to create that change again, to, it, it, you know, to ignite that fire again. This is a war cry, y'all. This is a war cry. Our show is a war cry. Get up. Get up. Stop with the likes. That's not enough. The likes is not enough. How do we activate that? How do we get in the streets? It's every day what we're going through again right now. It's every day, every single day. You know, and I think about it sometimes. I'm like, you know, coming from a black man's perspective, he lies every day, multiple times a day. They have counted. Mm -hmm. He's at over, what, 3,000 lies or Mm -hmm. something like that? Mm -hmm. Maybe more?
0: Trump, yeah, yeah.
1: What are we doing? What are we doing?
0: So much of your acting brilliance is in the voice
1: <laughs> and the way you use the voice. Oh, thank you, thank you!
0: So much texture yes. and flavor yes. and shape. And thank
1: you, thank you for what, noticing what, that. What are
0: you What are you doing?
1: Well, okay. As a trained actor, one of the things that we work on a lot in in conservatory acting programs is your voice. And how to use your voice, how to use all of your voice, what, you know, how the texture of it, the sounds of it, how different places in your voice evoke different things, and also your voice and speech. If you can't be understood, it doesn't matter. And so what I, when I came to this, I said, this is Shakespearean. Like I did a I did a version of King Lear set in the world of Paris is burning, and I played Lear, dying of AIDS, transgender daughters, you know, all of that stuff. And I was reminded of that when I got this show. Is that this world and what they're going through, their life, their lives are that kind of sort of epic. That's why it's great story, storytelling. They're epic. And so I wanted to make Pray Tell a figure that would live inside of that space in an epic way. What better than to use those balls and the language in those balls to create a character that's heightened? Mm-hmm. It's on purpose. I'm mm-hmm. so grateful that you caught it. Mm-hmm. You know, because it's on purpose. It's elevated on purpose. Mm-hmm. I make sure that I use all of m- everything in my toolbox. You know, whether it's the pentameter that I'm working in, whether it's how articulate he speaks at any given moment, juxtaposed with how, you know, colloquial he gets mm-hmm. right back to back. You know, like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's, it, is, it is conscious. It is very, very conscious, and clearly it's effective.
0: Clearly it's effective. <laughs> it's effective. People are noticing. Tonys are happening. It's, it's being... A, well, let's tell the younger actors, straight yes. and gay, yes. what it means to be a great actor.
1: Wow, that's an interesting question. What does it mean to be a great actor? Well, I think from my career, trying to excavate that, it really clicked in for me when I was really able to take the advice of those teachers and be authentic. Like, you really do have to know who you are as a human being, and you have to love who you are as a human being, because that's what grounds you, at least for me. That's what, had, that's what grounded me. The minute that I stopped putting on the layer of performed heteronormative masculinity before I even walked into the room for the audition, the minute I took that away and literally just went in as myself was the minute that everything cracked open for me and the right kind of material came my way. And um, all of this have happened, has happened. So I would say that loving yourself, and I would also say, you know, there's something in. For me, I'm I'm a, I'm a, a schoolboy. You know, I want to know what I want to know what the rules are, so that I'm conscious that I'm breaking them if I want to.
0: I want to be conscious of breaking the rules.
1: I want to be conscious of breaking the rules because that's intentional. I'm intentionally breaking the rule, not a happy accident. Ignorance,
0: yeah. We live in a world where you can get anything you need delivered to your door thanks to DoorDash. If you don't want to do the dishes or you feel a little sick... Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR, wherever you get your podcasts. There's several fantastic trans actors on this show. Mm -hmm. Um, And I feel like in the last five or six years, something has happened in America to where several trans people have become icons. The tipping point. Yes, a tipping point has been passed. Thank you, it,
1: Michael it, Malcolm Gladwell. The well, tipping point is it
0: so there's been a mainstreaming of it. What happened that allowed that to happen? That suddenly Laverne Cox, Janet Mock, others are known folks. Pose is happening. There's like what what happened? It
1: truly is the tipping point. Yeah, what's you know t- it what, truly what happened. Is, it truly is that concept. And that it's idea. Very recent, right? It's that concept. It's that idea of like all of the building blocks but, but, but what, stacking on what, top of each other for years and years and decades and years. And then, I don't know. I really don't know. I even marvel at it with myself. I mean, I spent 25 years in this business with no faggot. No, you're not welcome here. Now, all of a sudden, you don't want me to show up in my dresses like it blows my I don't know. I don't know. I I can only say, like, thank you. Thank you that I'm here. Thank you that I lived long enough to see this day. You know, being a part of a trailblazing generation, you know, we don't the, the people who kick the doors down aren't always the ones that get to reap the benefits of walking through them. No doubt. You know, I was a part of the generation that kicked these doors down. And now I'm getting to walk through it. And I am so grateful, (laughs) you know, because it's like, wow. I mean, it blows my mind. It blows my mind. When I was in the music industry in the 90s with my first album on A&M Records, I was getting ready to go on the Rosie O'Donnell show. It was filled with people, and you know the record company and stuff. And somebody from the record company slipped. Well, don't talk too mu- much. I mean, um, don't, don't just, you know, try not to. Literally, that's what it was.
0: Don't like, talk too don't much. Don't talk.
1: Don't speak. He said, "Don't speak." I mean, don't, don't you, you know, just don't, don't talk too much. You know, just you, you're, you're gonna get, sing and get to then the singing. Get to the singing, because the way I spoke, somebody would think I was gay.
0: Nineties R and B would think there's a lot of mm, space for that
1: mm,
0: no go back
1: no. <laughs> roll back Terrain. for real roll back it ain't no space for it now let's be real who who
0: i don't want to start calling out names no but i'm get saying who?
1: No, no 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 i'm saying i'm not talking about closet i'm not
0: talking, I'm about, talking closet about either.
1: who in the business in the music business right now, who is out loud gay and proud is be- is being successful. Who? Mm-hmm.
0: Music business, I don't know. I don't know.
1: There ain't nobody. There ain't nobody. We can call out Frank Ocean, but he ain't Ariana Grande. He ain't having that kind of success. You know, you know what I mean? Like I was pleased
0: to see him the embrace that seemed to happen at least publicly.
1: Yeah. The embrace, is it, has it gone to his bank account? Mm -hmm. Has it moved to his record sales? Because until it does that, I'm not satisfied. I'm personally not satisfied. You know, that's talk and no action. You know, I, mm, I don't know. You know, and it's like, that's what it was for me for a really long time. Don't come in here with that gay shit dismissed period especially the most hurtful part is dismissed by my own fully dismissed by my own by your family by my family by the culture by the community all of it
0: you emancipated yourself at 15
1: it's not that deep it's not about emancipation it wasn't like that legal kind of thing no i I just went to college and left i was 16 i was 17 i graduated from high school i went to college i never went back
0: Because your stepfather
1: was not accepting. No, my stepfather molested me. You know, so that was, I mean, they weren't accepting and he had molested me. So from the the age of seven to the age of 12, that's what I was going through. On top of, you're an abomination at church. Every time I went, (laughs) it was like they were literally talking to me personally. You know, like it just... It was so much trauma, so much trauma, that by the age of 11, I looked around the landscape and understood that there was not an adult in the building that understood how to deal with me and how to help me, and I would have to help myself. And the only thing that I focused on was getting out. How quickly can I get out?
0: Was it hard? To get out? Yeah.
1: Uh No. Because... I was blessed with a talent to perform and a gift that I knew would get me out. If I could focus on it and cultivate it, I could get out with this.
0: So you're 15, leave home, start to work, move to New York when you were
1: 21. When did you
0: first start to feel love and acceptance?
1: I don't know that I feel it now. I'm, I, I, I don't know that I know how to feel it.
0: Even in marriage.
1: I don't know that I know how to feel it.
0: Do you feel that but you are worthy of love?
1: I'm getting there. Like, that's how devastating it is. It's like, that's the conversation I'm having with my husband right now. Oh, you actually love me. For real? You know, like, I'm discovering this. You know, he's 12 years younger than me, so he didn't have the albatross of AIDS. You know, he didn't have that... You know, like, we're... My generation has PTSD. For real, for real. You know, I don't trust anybody. I do trust my husband. I do know that he loves me. He's teaching me. He's teaching me that I'm worthy. He's teaching me how to receive it.
0: But you were like... The folks, the children we see on Pose, who came to New York with no real family, needing a mother, a home, yeah. uh, uh, right? Yeah. All, that and was mine you. Was,
1: yes. Not as dramatic as them. I have to say, you know, like, I was not kicked out of my house.
0: You, But you ran you away. Know,
1: I left because it was toxic, but nobody kicked me out. Nobody said, you're gay, get out. That did not happen to me. You know, I also didn't come to New York City um, penniless and homeless. I came to New York City December 27th, 1990, right before uh, the second semester of my senior year to be in the original cast of Miss Saigon. So it was a different trajectory. I don't want anybody to think that, you, you know what I mean? I just want to make sure that, that part of it is clear
0: there was some money and there was some career happening but still I could. there's no human connections
1: no I can't no real go human home uh, i mean you could go i went home but there was nothing there's i mean no home there not wasn't a really home. you know but my friends and that's where and that's where the show comes in and i think that's what makes the show so compelling is that it's about family it's a family show it's about chosen family and i think we're at a place especially for LGBTQ people, we've always had to rely on our chosen family. Because very often the abject rejection from the spaces where we're supposed to just receive unconditional love because we're blood mm-hmm. don't happen.
0: Doesn't happen.
1: So when, so when your biological family doesn't have the skill set, doesn't want to, isn't interested in understanding how to love you unconditionally where you are, where I am, we have to leave them Mm -hmm. and go in search of the folks that do.
0: Did you have a mother figure like a Blanca in your life?
1: Uh, Oh, I had several sort of like, I call them my angels, whether they were, you know, mentors, teachers. I also have my friend. I mean, I have the greatest friends on the planet you know and we really truly are family we have a we have a thread you know with about like 15 people on it and you know at least once a week somebody's like posting something and we're commenting and bitch why are you you know like it's that's the that's my family you know i i didn't go home for 10 years for for thanksgiving and christmas you know like i didn't I would go home at other times.
0: Did you ever go home and confront your father about stepfather he about passed. what he did? But he passed before you could confront he him about what he did. I
1: could, could confront him. He passed my second semester of my sophomore year.
0: You wish you of had college. that chance.
1: Mm-hmm. That's been a really interesting journey for me. A hard journey for me because there was no closure. So I have to forgive in a vacuum.
0: What was it when you <laughs> what? What was it like when you told your mother what he had
1: done? She believed me. You know, but she is disabled. And what was she going to do? My sister is 10 years younger than me. I was 16. She was six. The reason why it came out at all because I had blocked it out. So it was seven to 12, and then I had blocked it out, and then I was working at Kennywood Park, which is an amusement park in Pittsburgh, and I was doing the shows. And they came out to see the shows, and I saw him with her on a little paddle boat, and it all came flooding back. Mm. Can you imagine? No doing amusement park shows and remembering that you had been molested by the man who's with your sister at six years old. Like it was just, I told my mother that day. I told her that day. I was like, oh, you gotta watch out for him. Cause I didn't know, is he gay? Or is he an equal opportunity pedophile? Like, I don't know. And she was the age, she was about the age when you started I started so I was like you got to watch out for that like it it didn't even occur to me that anything other than that was supposed to happen and then later we spoke and I looked at my mother she couldn't work at the time and she you know my sister was six what were they going to do it's like it'll be easier for me to leave and I'm getting ready to leave anyway so don't worry about it you know and I went to college 6 months later I went to college or 9 months later I went to college. You know, so it wasn't very long that I had to spend in the same house once that came back. Came back. Yeah. I didn't have to spend very long there. Mm. Um you know, it was I mean, I look back at it. I look back on, on it cuz you know, I'm writing a memoir now. And when you write those things the 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 shit comes up. You know, and I just go, "Wow, there there has to be a higher power that's been looking out for me.
0: When you came here. Because
1: I don't understand how why, why I'm still sane.
0: Mm. I don't,
1: I, I don't, I mean, I'm sane for a reason. Yeah. I'm functional for a reason. I have lived for a reason. There's a reason why that is, and I have to make sure that I stay on point with that. You know?
0: You remind me of the, uh. Carrie Mae Weems' photograph, Mm. which says, you know, uh, your your mission, if you choose to accept it, is to land on your feet. Yes. And she's just talking about the straight black male challenge of can you just get through basic America? Right. Add to that. uh,
1: Black men hate you.
0: Gayness, hating, hatred coming at you. The
1: hatred that came at me from black people. After I wore that dress at the Oscars, was worse than any other from any other place. Really? Oh my God! What was it? It has always been.
0: What was it? What was it? It like? was.
1: I'm the cause of the emasculation of the black man. I'm the fucking cause of it. Like, are you kidding me?
0: What does eating healthy mean to you? From Tinderfoot TV, Campside Media, and iHeart Podcasts, Radical is available now. Listen to the new podcast, Radical, for free on the iHeart Radio app or wherever you get your podcasts. I was okay. surprised that so many people <laughs> felt comfortable to say negative things because I thought in, in 2019, if you have a negative thought about that, you know I have to be quiet about that. No. No, now. people felt very comfortable. To Not say in Trump's what... America. No.
1: <laughs> but
0: our folks.
1: Yeah, our folks are the worst to me. My, I still have people in the space that I'm in right now. I still have people in from my own neighborhood, from my own churches, from the people I grew up with who will s- stand on their pulpits still to this day and talk shit on me. Still to this day, my cousin called after the Oscar dress, crying. I don't understand why people are so mean. And I was like, girl, you think I give a fuck about what these people think?
0: Why did you do it? Why'd you wear that?
1: Because there needs to be a conversation. There needs to be a conversation of what it means to be masculine and what it means to be feminine. And, what the, and, and, what, and, and the fact that we all, we're all on the spectrum.
0: And wearing a dress can be masculine?
1: Absolutely it can be. It was when I put the dress on and kinky boots, finally, when I owned up to this thing, when I accepted myself, all the sides of myself, you know, from the from the most masculine to the most feminine. I put them heels on, I put that dress on, I felt the most grounded and the most masculine I've ever felt in my life. I was like, oh, right. Because I'm totally accepting of it the totality of who I am. You know, I'm not just one thing. None of us are. And that's why the focus of this gender fluidity thing that I've been working with on the red carpet is about being a man consciously choosing to wear a dress. Not a drag queen. No shade. No shade. No shade. But you are not. A whole you, but it's thing. not a drag queen. I'm not that trying is, to be a woman.
0: That is a different thing. Clearly. I have a dick. Yes.
1: And I'm putting on a dress because I want to put on a dress. Well, That's per- it. Well, I mean, the drag queen
0: is trying to look like a woman. Yes. You were not trying to I'm look not. like a woman. There was not over-the-top no, makeup. There was no makeup. On the face and no. the head was you that we always see.
1: And sometimes I want to wear makeup. And it was And a- sometimes I'll put on a wig and do that too.
0: And if if one can accept the idea of a masculine dress, that would be it. It's black. Right there's a power to right this, this It's big... who
1: wears it. You know, it's how you wear it. It's your intention. It's always intention.
0: So, did that moment have the effect you wanted it, or did it, it also beyond. have it? It had it had negative effects that you didn't expect, you didn't want.
1: No, the negative I always expected. That was not the positive. Was. A surprise. The how positive it was, was a surprise. How um, life changing.
0: Life changing for you. For me.
1: In what way? I'm a household name because I wore a dress to the Oscars. I'm a household name because I wore a dress to the Oscars. I have been in this business for thirty years. The and and it was calculated. It was calculated because I'm a businessman. And I'm the brand.
0: I'm gonna make sure people notice me on this carpet.
1: It's the biggest. It's the Super Bowl for the arts.
0: My, it's the Super Bowl my, for the arts. My wife is all into fashion. She did not know who you were. She it was my like, name now. The, we who is that? Who is Billy Porter? Correct. Like. Oh, he's on pose. He didn't he, just he, get he boots.
1: here. He, da, 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 he da. didn't
0: just get here. No, right. He's not new. he had been here. But we had to Google. But like you know, there were a thousand other people walk by. Correct. We did not Google who they were.
1: Correct. And 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 it came from me really taking the reins of my business. Like, you know, I I do the artist way. I'm a big artist way fan. Julia Cameron, the artist way, and it's like a twelve week workshop and you know it just helps to excavate your creative spirit and focus what you want and dah, 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 dah. so in 2000 i did it you know i've been manifesting all that stuff since where i am right now is exactly what i wrote in those books 20 years ago i mean like it's freaky 10 years later i did the business version of it the business you know version of the artist way And it's about you really focusing on now how do you turn your creative stuff into a business. I'm the brand. I'm the business. I remember watching the Oscars. My friend Adina Menzel, who was the original um, Elphaba and Wicked. She's going along. She's doing good. She's having albums. She's on Glee. You know, Wicked is a huge hit. So she has a a huge sort of theater crossover audience. But, like, it's a theater audience. That's sort of there's a a Ceiling. ceiling to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She gets gets frozen. Let it go. Let it go. You know, that's her song, right? (laughs) So literally, Disney has crossed her over in a way. And it was like, oh, I saw it start to like. And then she got on the Oscars. And uh, what's his name? Um, John Travolta. John Travolta. See? See? I remember that moment. John Travolta said her name wrong. And in he seconds, didn't say her name wrong. He said a different name right, entirely. Right. He said a different <laughs> name entirely. And she became a household name. Mm-hmm. And literally that day I said, I need somebody to say my name wrong on the Oscars. <laughs> that was my businessman going, I need somebody. I need something. I need my See, Oscar moment. And so then literally, I don't know how many years ago that was. When I got the call, I said, what, who's gonna say my name wrong? Like, what's that, metaphorically, who's gonna say, what is that moment for me? Because this is it! This is it! Like, I have hundreds of millions of people's eyes on me. What am I gonna do? And it was Fashion Week, I was the ambassador for, you know, the CFDA, and I was like, in it. I was totally in it. And I had gone to see Christian Siriano, And I love him. I love his inclusive spirit. You know, he's always been the one making the dresses for the women above a size four that nobody else will make. Cause you're fat if you're a size five in this business, which is ridiculous, you know? And I just thought, I used to joke with my girlfriends, (laughs) you know, all the time we used to watch the Oscars. It was like, I'm gonna wear a ball gown to the Oscars. I'm gonna wear a gown. I'm gonna wear a gown. Fuck it. I'm gonna wear, you know, like just playing. You know, not really, you know, like, just playing. And then I got this opportunity. I was like, I think I might need to wear a dress today Like, I think this might be the time. You know, I have the the kinky boots history. Mm-hmm. I'm already on Pose. Mm-hmm. Like, everything that I'm doing supports a decision like that.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, it fits the brand. It
1: fits the brand. Mm-hmm. And the only one who would be able to make it would be Christian. And I... He had an after party. I went over to that after party. I got on the dance floor with him. I was like, "Um, listen girl, they just called me to host the red carpet at the Oscars and I wanna wear a ball gown. And he literally fell in my arms. He was like, what? I'm like, yeah. He's like, call the office on Monday. I said, we only got two weeks. He's like, call the office. And that's what happened. Wow. Changed my life forever. I've never, I have never seen anything like it. 30 years I've been in this business it is like the red carpet literally has been rolled out from my for my black faggoty ass. You know, like I just I'm you like see what? Doors I'm the op- same person I've been.
0: you see doors opening because of that?
1: Yeah, I created a lane. I created a lane and I'm the only bitch in it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because and, 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 and it's and it's also because I've lived long enough to know that none of the other stuff matters. You know, it's like men don't play on the red carpet because the minute that you have a success in this industry, the masculinity clock starts ticking and the microscope goes on you, especially if you're a leading man and especially if you're a black leading man. One false move for us to see what you gonna do? So we could call you faggot, what, what you gonna do? What is it? It's like a straight jacket. It's like being in a straitjacket. That's why, and the people who cast are the worst culprits of it. Right before I started doing this and releasing myself into this, my manager of 28 years sat me down. I love him to death. He said, I know what you're gonna say, but as your manager, I have to say this. I'm concerned that if you play with gender on the red carpet, people will not be able to see your work. That's how it's always been. And I'm just afraid. And I said, I don't care. The work that I'm doing, if they can't see the work that I'm doing because I put on a dress on the red carpet, fuck them. I don't need to work with them. I'm done. I'm done. And this is even. This wasn't even about dresses. This was just about like, anything other than a fucking tuxedo. Right. The same tuxedo that everybody else wears.
0: Everybody else.
1: The same penguin suit, what they call it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's like.
0: But it wasn't, look at me. It was authentic. Yes,
1: because that's who I am. This is
0: who I really am. This is who I
1: really am. I'm not doing this for attention. I was doing this always, which is why I've been unemployed which is why I ain't been able to get no job, which is why I ain't been able to sell no records. I've always been doing this. This is who I am. You know, so when I said that to him, it set me free. Because before in my career, I was like, "Uh, uh, okay, okay. And this was the first time that I could look at him and go, I don't care anymore. I saw the dailies. I saw episode four and six. I know what that work is. You know, I know what the work is. If you can't see the work now, you're never gonna see it. Yes. And I need to be done with you. You know, but the, but, for, but for other people, it's like that clock, that microscope, and then you can't get that gate, I'm sorry, then you can't get that straight part. Mm. Then you can't get that masculine part. Mm. Then you can't get that superhero part. Mm. Cuz you're a faggot. Nobody's ever gonna believe that you can, everybody else can act. It doesn't go the opposite direction. Yeah,
0: that straight people can cross oh, over. Straight people can and play go gay back. and Matthew McConaughey. grace us with
1: their straight presence yeah. and win all of the awards because you're so brave for being gay. That's the that's the culture.
0: But you don't get that's to play not, straight. But I don't get
1: to play straight. I don't even get to play gay cuz you're casting them. Did
0: you feel a community? Cheering for yes. you.
1: Yes. Yes. That's what I'm saying. You it's feel
0: like the young Billy thing. It's like, yes.
1: Oh my God. All of the things that I knew. All of the instincts that I had. Everything that everybody told me was my liability. All of the I just this is everything that I knew. Every choice I'm making right now is every choice that I that I knew was right. It wasn't the time. The world has caught up. There you go. You know, Thank you. You. The world has caught up. Thank you. Thank you.
0: Thank you. Thanks to Billy for a great interview, and thanks to you for listening. Toray Show gives you fuel to power your dreams because you can use your dreams like a rocket ship to blast you into a life you never imagined. You can make your dreams a reality, and maybe this show can help. I'm on Twitter at Toray and on Instagram at Toray Show. Please leave a review on iTunes and tell your friends about the show. Toray Show is written by me, Toray, and produced by Jackie Garifano. Our editor is Brandon Tago, and our photographer is Chuck Marcus. We're distributed by DCP Entertainment, and we will be back next Wednesday with another amazing person, because the man can't shut us down.